Hi, this is Robert Schuler with Melissa's Produce, and you're listening in on Cord Vines and Dines. This is Lee Rocker, and you're listening to Cords, Vines, and Dines. Tom, how are you? I am absolutely fabulous. How about you? I'm rockabillying out. Is that a word? Rockabilly? It is now. <laughs> I am so excited about our show today. We've got we've got two new I mean we've we've got We have a new segment. <laughs> Thank you. With with Paul. With Paul. Paul Preston, our our movie guy. And he's going to, he really, he loves movies. He's just the perfect guy for the job. We got him courtesy of Sean Roberts. Uh, We kind of borrowed him from your weekly dose, but he'll still be working with Sean, of course. Yes, I'm sure he will. And then my rockabilly. I'm just like, I I listen to his music and I want to just dance. I can see you almost trembling. (laughs) I've been sitting here in my little chair just rocking out to him. We've got Lee Rocker. Lee Rocker, the original bass player from the Stray Cats. Yes, and, uh, founder, I, co-founder. Yeah, and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, something like 23 gold and platinum records. Um, we got him. <laughs> we got him, and we're going to see him. On Thursday, October on Thursday 5th at, at Ween's. At Ween's Family uh, Winery out there in Temecula, and along with our other guest from last week, Buzz, Buzz Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, the, well, they're, they go together hand in hand. I mean, yes. if Lee's playing somewhere, Buzz is with him. And then we got to thank our friend Robert Rankin Walker from Heyday for yes. all of this too. Thank you, Robert. He and tickets are still available, but they're going fast. So go to heyday.com, h e y d a y dot com. And if you're out there, be sure and look for us. Yeah, we'll be pretty hard to miss. We'll have the two big cameras, and we'll big be grin. out there and you'll see us dancing. Look for a couple of people <laughs> dancing with cameras around there and neck. big grins on their faces. Yes, we're we're going to be at a nice little table up there in the VIP section. Yes. And our thanks, of course, to uh, Robert Schuler and the folks at Melissa's Produce, our official produce sponsor, melissas.com. And I picked out my recipe. Yay! Um, I recommend you go to Google or your favorite search engine and look up turban squash, T-U-R-B-A-N. It's gorgeous, multicolored, really beautiful uh, piece of produce. And I am making spicy turban Caribbean soup. Ooh, yummy. That sounds good. You know I like all these veggie Yeah. Soupies. Well, it's got a little chicken in it, but that's okay. That's fine. Uh, it's got uh, un- yellow onions, garlic, bay leaf, butter, uh, hot red pepper flakes, coriander, allspice, chicken broth, turban squash, chicken, rice, and a little cilantro and hot red pepper flakes for garnish. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And I'm going to be getting most of the ingredients from Melissa's. Right, i got to tell you, the little hot uh, red pepper flakes. Yes. Melissa's makes a really good seasoning with those. I've been using that on everything. Even if you don't like spice, I've been kind of sneaking it in a little bit on on when I'm making it for the grand boys or, or for whatever I'm using it. I just put a little bit of that in, and it gives it just a little extra oomph without burning your mouth. Yeah. I really, really like that, that spicy. Uh, I'll have to get the jar to look at it again, but it was uh, Melissa's from Melissa's Produce. And they've got all these recipes on their website. Melissa's.com. Yep. 
uh, thousands of recipes on their website. Well, that's what Robert said. They had, what, 1,300 different types of produce. And, and three at or least four recipes for, for each. each one. Yep. So you do you do the math. I'm not going to. No, but, <laughs> you know, it's like I go through and try to pick out a recipe. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> there are so many to choose from, and they're all tested and just wonderful. Um, and I want to do a shout-out to your sister. Yes. My sister Susan, I got to see her and her family uh, last, last week weekend in Sausalito. But she sent some Washington, Sandy Sandy Beach, Sandy Point. Sandy Point. Sandy Point. She Point. grows apples, she and her husband, and uh, they have uh, quite a few acres. And there's, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 different varieties of apples. To tell our listeners about the pink pearl apple. Oh, that was gorgeous. It was small. It was not real large, but you cut into it, and it's bright pink inside. Yeah, isn't that cool? And so what you did is you made an apple butter. She sent three different, I think it was three, three different. Three different kinds of apples. Yeah, and, it, and I wasn't sure what they were, but I thought, well, I'll make something with these. So I put all but the pink one in. I made an apple butter. And then didn't you do little chunks? But of the then pink? I at the normally what I do is you know I kind of puree it all and make it you know real smooth, but the pink ones were so cute and so pretty, <laughs> and I thought I'm not going to blend those in. They need to stand out on their own. So I made the apple butter, which gave it a different flavor than my usual ones because it's of the medley of, of apples. That and you I said had. earlier you think it's the best apple butter. I you do. Have, and I agree. And, and I just gave some to uh, one of my grandsons, and he just said, oh, got to put this on my toast right yeah, now. Yeah, that's delicious. I had it on uh, oat, and, oat toast this morning. Yeah, and I, so I cut up. Instead of puring the little pink ones, I cut them up and made it a little chunky in there. Yep. And it's so good. So um I'm going to try, I don't know if I could duplicate it again because I won't have the Washington apples, but I do want to say thank you, Susan, for sending those apples down. I'll see if I can twist her arm. She's been reluctant in the past because they don't travel well, but if they're going into an apple butter, it doesn't matter if they get bruised. They... Yeah, that's it's, you know, they're fine, and I use, you know, almost the whole apple. Right. I use the peel, and all I don't use the core and the seeds, right. of course, but I don't, you know, I don't peel them. I use everything. And I don't use any uh, pec- added pectin. I use Good. the fruit's natural pectin okay. to thicken it. So anyway, though, it was one of the best apple butters. And it's going to be very hard for me to duplicate <laughs> it again, but I'm going to try. Okay. That being said, why don't we go into our debut episode of uh, Paul Preston and his movie feature. I am. I really like listening to Paul. He is so good. So yes, let's get into Paul. Hey everybody, it's Paul Preston here from themovieguys.net and I'm happy to be on Chords, Vines, and Dines for my inaugural episode about the movies. Twist my arm to talk about movies. I'm going to be talking about them anyway, so Kat just said, hey, do it on our show. Not a problem. And good timing because I just got back from the Telluride Film Festival and I have a report for you about the stuff you should be looking forward to coming up later this year because Telluride Film Festival is one of the big ones and I've never been to a big one and I made... That cleared my girlfriend who went and got tickets to go to Telluride. Telluride's like Tribeca, South by Southwest, Sundance, one of the big ones, Toronto. And so a lot of high caliber films showed up at this and I saw a whole bunch of them. Here's what you need to look forward to for the rest of 2023. If you like feeling uncomfortable, Promising Young Woman was a great film that came out a few years ago with Carrie Mulligan, directed by Emerald Fennell, and she is back with a new film called Saltburn. And Saltburn is a lot 
If you like a movie that takes risks, takes chances, and sticks the landing, this is the movie for you. It is the feel-bad movie of the year, but its overall theme of screw the rich, I can totally get behind. Great cast of performers you want to see, like Barry Cogan, Rosamund Pike, Richard E. Grant, Carrie Mulligan makes an appearance here as well, a Jacob Elordi. It's a, it's a lot. It's about a guy who goes to spend his summer with a very rich family of a friend of his from his from his uh, all boys school, and there's something. I'll leave it that. I don't want to give too much away, so go check it out. The documentaries absolutely killed it at Telluride this year, and I want to list three of my favorites. I started the entire festival out with something called American Symphony. This is a new film from Matthew Heineman, who's a noted documentary filmmaker, and it's all about John Batiste. You may know him as, among other things, the band director for Stephen Colbert's The Late Show. He also has won some Grammys, but while he's having all this success, and in the film trying to mount an original symphony at Carnegie Hall, his personal life is challenging. His wife is dealing with illness, but I like nothing better than a movie about artists who talk about their art, and the way that John Baptiste gets caught up in his art, it sort of moves him, and the way the art affects him and his life is fascinating. This is a great film, we had all the feels, very emotional, and you should always take advantage of something you can't do anywhere else, so at Telluride, John Baptiste came out afterwards and played a couple of songs, and that was... Uh, impressive and moving as well so he is quite a force of nature and this film about him was fantastic don't miss that on the other end of the spectrum it's not just a film about art but a film about real humanity is beyond utopia this is a film about a group of people in south korea who extract people families etc from north korea and it's not easy they can't just cross the border into south korea they have to go up through china who doesn't want them and if they catch them they'll ship them back through Laos and Vietnam who have the same opinion all the way down into Thailand so it's a long trek that makes for a movie that is harrowing exciting adventurous and overall dramatic and impactful this is a fantastic movie and you will watch this guy named Pastor Kim who is one of the main people who gets people out of North Korea and you will think wow I've done nothing with my life <laughs> and that's but in a good way so this is a fantastic movie coming out soon as well. As I said, the docs were killing it. There's also a, finally a definitive documentary about Andy Kaufman coming out called Thank You Beanie Match. That will be out soon. And a sequel to the movie Food, Inc. If you ever saw that movie about how we're all screwed because of the way we eat. That sequel to that is coming out because guess what? Hasn't gotten better since the last one. Uh, but I also have to recommend, since I'm talking about art, Tehachapi. If you've heard of the artist J.R., I had not, but this is a fantastic introduction to who he is. He does a lot of installations, and a lot of it involves photos that he blows up larger than life. And what he wanted to do was go to Tehachapi Maximum Security Prison in California and take photos of the prisoners and then have them take part in this huge art project where they lay the giant larger-than-life photos of the prisoners down in the yard so overhead shots, it looks like they're looking up out of the prison. And... If you think the art did not change the lives of everybody involved, you would be wrong. So this, again, is another movie about the power of art, and I loved it top to bottom. And of course, the, some of the reformed prisoners came out afterwards to do a Q&A and tell you right, and show you just how the system is supposed to work, even though it took art to push it over the edge and see people who were truly reformed. So that was fantastic as well. 
I shouldn't let uh, go of any a few more narratives besides Saltburn. I saw The Holdovers, the new Alexander Payne film. He is back on track after a movie uh, downsizing, which I didn't much care for. This is a reuniting with Paul Giamatti. Alexander Payne made Sideways with Paul Giamatti. And this is a nice mix of humor and drama, like Alexander Payne has been known for in not only Sideways, but about Schmidt, The Descendants, Nebraska, uh, Election. Uh, he's a fantastic director, back on track with another good film. I would also recommend The Royal Hotel, about two girls who are backpacking across the world and end up in the outback of Australia, tending bar at a place that is the most chauvinistic and miserable place a woman could ever find herself. Fascinating. Like, tense, cheering at points. Crazy movie, worth checking out. And then on the other side is a really impressive debut film from director Christy Hall. Hadn't made a film before. And then gets Sean Penn to be in her debut with Dakota Johnson. And the whole film is Sean Penn as a taxi driver picking up Dakota Johnson and taking her to from JFK down to Midtown Manhattan. That's the movie, and they talk about a lot of stuff, but they're both good actors, and they're directed well, and the editing and pacing keeps the conversation really, really exciting throughout. And of course, naturally the script, the things they talk about are interesting as well. So I recommend Daddy-O, and you can go ahead and write these down. Daddy-O... The Holdovers, Saltburn, The Royal Hotel, those are your narrative films, and then the documentaries I recommend, American Symphony, Food Inc. 2, Tehachapi, and Beyond Utopia. So, there's the Telluride Report. Again, these film fests always showcase things that are about to be in front of your eyes and ears, so expect them soon. So that's all from Chords, Vines, and Dines, and Movies. My name is Paul Preston. I look forward to hearing uh, more from Paul. Isn't he wonderful? He is great. I am so glad that we were able to steal him. <laughs> well, borrow him. <laughs> borrow him. Yes. Thank you, Sean Roberts, for... Uh, for getting... all that you do. Yes, all you do. And for letting us know about Paul. He is absolutely wonderful. And we have Lee Rocker coming up in just a little bit. What a! I'm still kind of buzzing about that interview we had with him. No pun of, intended pun about in, Buzz Campbell, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. So, uh, thanks again to Melissa's Produce, our official produce sponsor. And I see you cupping a couple of cards in your hand. Could it be time for the game dum, of food? Dum, dum. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the game of food? Uh, as ready as I'm going to be. People and pop culture. Okie dokie. You ready? You gotta be ready. You already know the answer before I, I even tell know. you the question. I'm sure. What chemical compound gives spicy food its sting? Capsaicin. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> what were the choices? Action, lycopene, the capsaicin, and dihydrogen monoxide. Capsaicin. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> God, you already give me a chance to read the. <laughs> All right, Tom. Regional dishes for you, my dear. In many Indian households, this brand of classic packaged biscuits is synonymous with tea time. <laughs> okay. Well, you remember your, on your last visit to India, don't you, Kat? Oh, yes. I was riding uh, an elephant or something. Is it A, Weetabix, B, Fig Newtons, C, Parl G, or D, Royal Dansk? Oh, gosh. What was the question again? I got lost um, in the elephant. 
in many Indian households, this brand of classic packaged biscuits is synonymous with tea time. Okay. Is it Weetabix, Fig Newtons, Pearl G, or Royal Dance? I'm going to throw it out. Fig Newtons. Pearl G. You didn't know that? Did you? <laughs> Hell no. Okay, good. I get, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Hell no. Okay. Ingredients. Okay. What are boba, the chewy pearls in your bubble tea, made of? Oh, that's a good question. Gummy candies, vegetarian gelatin, wheat gluten, or tapioca starch? Tapioca starch. Yes, I I didn't even have to look for that one. Yep. Cooking tools and techniques. Oh, gosh. Okay. What is the term for removing the spine from a whole chicken or turkey and breaking its breastbone to flatten it? Oh. <laughs> is it A, chest bursting, B, sheet caking, C, foul flattening, or D, spatch cocking? Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, what was A again? Chest bursting. I don't know. Chest burst. Chest burst. Bursting. <laughs> it is D. I, that was my other choice. Spatch cocking. Well, you tell often I do that. I've rendered you speechless. Well, yes, you have. I don't know what to say about that. Well, with that being said, shall we listen in on our visit with Lee Rocker? Okay, let's go. Tom, this is my extreme pleasure. Mine too. And my, of course, we've got not the one and only <laughs> <laughs> Lee Rocker. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? We're doing just absolutely wonderful. Uh, we were just talking about your concert coming up here October 5th. At Weens. At Weens. And that's going to be just a wonderful concert. I know when I saw you before, I was just totally mesmerized by your performance. And I had not seen you before until that time. And, oh, my gosh, I cannot stress enough to, to my friends. They've got to go out and see <laughs> you guys. I mean, you're just uh, just absolutely wonderful. We're, we're going to be at one of the uh, VIP tables up front, so we'll be right up there with you. I'm going to be right in the middle of it all. Excellent. But anyway, you you got started. How? Let's go from the very beginning. How did you sure. get going <laughs> into music? Well, I started playing music very young uh, at about seven years old. Uh, both my parents were classical musicians. Uh, my dad was the first clarinet with the New York Philharmonic for 61 years, believe it or not. That's more um, than impressive. Yeah, and my mom was a music professor at a university in New York, Hofstra University, and played chamber music. So the one rule we had growing up is you had to play an instrument and read and write music. And as a little kid, I started on cello playing classical music. And I did that until I was a young teenager and then went into playing bass and playing rock and roll. Well, that's a great rule, I think. I'd like to see more households enforce that. Yes, it was, um, I'm forever grateful and uh, had a very, very supportive uh, supportive family and upbringing for my 
entire music career. How did you and Brian uh, Setzer ever get together in the first place? We, uh, the Stray Cats, which was Brian Setzer, Slim Jim, and myself, um, we all grew up in a town uh, in the suburbs of New York City on Long Island called Massapequa. And we were neighbors. Uh, you know, we all, the three of us lived within a block or two of each other and grew up together. We know each other since we're probably 10 years old. So uh, we were all part of this gang of music kids. We would, you know, have garage bands and, and play at parties and, and things together from the time we were little kids. And the Stray Cats, the three of us, Brian, Jim, and myself, just had this uh, uh, magic between us and connection to an audience. And that band, uh, we took ourselves to London in the summer of 1980. And really, it was like being shot out of a cannon. The rest is history. Hit records and uh, and a career now that has uh, gone on for 45 years. Do you pinch yourself sometimes? It's pretty amazing. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't have anything else to compare it to. Right. But, but I. Uh, it's it's been fantastic. It's been a fantastic journey, and uh, I'm really fortunate. You know, besides the Stray Cats and my solo albums and things, you know, the amount of uh, incredible musicians that I've gotten to work with range from George Harrison and uh, Ringo Starr to. Willie Nelson to Carl Perkins and the list goes on and on. So I'm uh, very fortunate. You're blessed. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You, you've got, uh, what was it, 23 gold and platinum certified records? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, you must have been just, to on your first one, just totally excited. I mean, were, were you celebrating? I mean... Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, and that was uh, going back when we were talking vinyl records. Right. And uh, and then on to, you know, and cassettes, and then on to uh, CDs and streams, and uh, still going strong. You are, you definitely are. Your style of music... It's not exactly rock. It's more rockabilly, rock. How, how do you describe what, what, how you, what your music is? Well, it's rockabilly emerged in the 1950s. It, it's really like the sound of the, of the very first Elvis Presley mm -hmm. records in a lot of ways, and Carl Perkins. But like, that's all right, Mama was Elvis's first single, and it it, it was a hybrid. Um, of sort of country music and rhythm and blues, but it's it's really it's really the basis for all rock and roll, and it, it's a uniquely American uh, sound. And uh, you know, it's it's part of the fabric really of 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 American music. And uh, you know, and it, and it's centered a lot of the sound centers around my role in that, which is as an upright bass player and a singer. And the bass really, in some ways, is like the engine behind this music. Now, your current lineup, uh, you have Buzz playing with you. And I, I know yes. when I saw you before, you ha also had uh, Brophy Dale was, right. was playing with you. And who else do you have playing with you now besides uh, Buzz? Yeah, well, Buzz Campbell and I have been uh, working together now for a very long time, and we're we're a well-oiled machine. He's a fantastic musician, fantastic guitar player, just unparalleled. Um, 
And uh, uh, for quite a few years now, uh, I've got uh, a piano player, uh, Phil Parler Piano, who's amazing, uh, who also does some accordion and mandolins and piano. And uh, he's a renowned player. He spent uh, many years touring with Rod Stewart and uh, John Prine. And on drums, I've got just a, a fabulous uh, drummer out of Southern California, uh, Larry Mitchell. So it's it's a four-piece band. That's great. Um, you know, what I really enjoy when I saw you the last time was you're not just up there playing music. You're you're an absolute performer. You're entertaining. I I loved it when you st- <laughs> got up and stood on your bass and played. I thought, oh, my gosh. <laughs> You gotta have some fun. That's what it's all about. There yeah. you go. Hey Lee, one name I noticed when going through your bio was uh, Scotty Moore, and I know Keith Richards said that uh, he was a guitarist that not only he idolized, but he couldn't figure out how he did half the stuff he did. Uh, so tell me about working with Scotty. <laughs> yes, yeah, Scotty was Elvis Presley's original guitar player and band leader, and played on all of the first. Presley music that we all know and love from Mystery Train and Hound Dog and we got to be friends over the years and for quite a few years uh, uh, Scotty sort of joined my band and we toured together Wow! and uh, Keith Richards had a uh, dear friend, I miss him terribly and uh, uh, Keith Richards has a great quote that said, you know Everyone wanted to be Elvis, but he wanted to be Scotty Moore. <laughs> yeah. Was, you know, and, and Scotty was a guitar player that, that probably, uh, there's probably two guitar players that have in, influenced other guitar musicians more than anyone else. And that's probably Scotty Moore and Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. You're, you're performing a lot at festivals. I saw that one not too long ago. You were playing a, a Rockabilly Festival at Memphis or... Do you do a lot of touring, or? Oh yeah, um, I'm I keep I keep a really great uh, concert schedule. I'd say I normally do uh, about fifty shows a year is where I'm happy, wow. uh, and they're all over the world. Just in the, in the last twelve months, all over Europe, um, as well as the states. Uh, since I'm coming down to you guys in Temecula uh, very soon, October 5th, but later in the month, um, uh, north of Los Angeles, and then next month I am in uh, two cities in uh, Kansas, and I'm in Cleveland, and Dayton, and uh, Illinois as well. So I'm always, every month is taking me somewhere, somewhere different. You must really love that, to be doing it so much. You're, you're... I really do. Lee, I'm curious. You're you're a songwriter, correct? Mm-hmm. When you're working out a song, do you have? Can you hear in your mind what the finished product is going to sound like, or are you kind of blown away when the producer and the engineers and uh, all the the musicians have done their thing and it's a finished product? One, no, I know, I know what it's going to be uh-huh. once I've once I've finished writing it, and then it's really you know working towards that vision I already, I already have when in the studio but the writing part is where it, it sort of evolves and and there's just a lot of decisions and and it's funny as a writer some songs uh you 
I can agonize over over months or, or even longer. I've got some half-written songs that have stuck with me for many years uh, and others that, that get completed. And then every once in a while, you know, you find you get a gift and you just sit down and in 10 minutes you've written a song. Um, so it's a, it's a mystery in a way, but sometimes they just appear and other times they they need to get crafted. Sometimes you get lucky and the muse appears, right? Exactly. <laughs> and and uh, sometimes those ones that just are written, they just appear are, are really uh, uh, strong, strong ones. Yeah. Are you working on some new material now? Yeah, I am. And, I, and I'm, I'm sort of eyeing the calendar now uh, to go, when am I going to have time to get in the studio and start putting these songs together? But I'm hoping that I can put a new record out in 2024. The last one uh, came out in, I believe it was uh, 2020, end of 2021, uh, beginning of 2022. So I'm due. And I, that's a record called Gather Round uh, that uh, was the, the last one. Where is home for you now, Lee? I'm in Laguna Beach, California. And I've been here for, for quite a while, for about 35 years. Now, you said you started with the cello. What made you go with the stand-up bass? Yeah, it was an... I always gravitated, apparently, towards instruments that are in the low register, you know, cello and then, and then bass. And, you know, with that classical background uh, and my love of that, that low end, it was just a natural way to step into it. They're both instruments that are four strings. They're both low register. And uh, and that's really just kind of moves me. So it was a, it was a really natural transition to, to do that. Uh, you mentioned all these artists that you uh, played with. Uh, which one was one of your favorites? Do you have one that stands out? Any good stories? Well, um, I don't I don't know if there's a favorite. I've been so fortunate to work with people and, and with so many people and and this concert that i'm i'm doing down at, at, at uh, ween's uh cellars what i've been doing recently is really telling some stories from throughout my career i mean it's a concert but to kind of pull back the curtain and go behind the scenes and uh i believe we're going to have uh, a screen that shows some video from right. different points in my career and uh, uh one of the stories i share is about uh a record that I did that I asked Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones to play on. And uh, he did. He came down to the studio and played it. We were at uh, Greenwich Village in New York in a studio. And uh, we see him standing out there on the street with uh, his guitar and a one hand and a medicine bag in the other. And the, he comes in the studio and we recorded half the night and probably consumed a lot of the medicine bag. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and at the end of the night, I start thinking, and go, well, geez, you know, one thing, you know, great Keith Richards is here but no one ever told us manager and I was like what Keith's getting paid and uh, <laughs> at the end of the night he walked up to the coat rack and took my my jacket off the coat rack and put it on and walked out <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story uh-huh so I'm definitely telling some some stories that's one of them at at these concerts and kind of as I said, pulling back the curtain and get, getting behind the music and talking about the songs a little bit and sharing some video and some photos, as well as 
you know, obviously playing a uh, playing the concert. I'm I'm fortunate enough to have become uh, very good friends with most of the guys in Little Feet, and I remember uh, one tour I kind of joined them on. <clears throat> we were at the Sportsman's Lodge, and I'm sure you're familiar with that place. And I, uh, I met Brian out by the pool. What a, what a nice guy! Oh, fantastic! So, how often do you two get together? How often do you do the Stray Cats uh, get together again and do concerts? Um, last uh, tour uh, that we did was 2019, um, uh, right before the pandemic and the lockdown. And actually, I can also say that we are looking to do uh, concerts in the U.S. Uh, this coming summer. But there, nothing, nothing to announce yet. We haven't decided on. Uh, else, but so there, there should be a uh, Street Cats reunion likely this year. Oh, that'd be wonderful! Hopefully, you'll have some yeah. dates in SoCal, and we'll come see you. Absolutely, we're very early stages, but I definitely want to share that. You know, we had a, such a great interview with Buzz Campbell, and I'm sure the two of you together performing are. Are just you have so much fun. You two seem like like total characters. <laughs> Definitely, and and you know, to me, you know, music and concerts. I mean, fun, important thing to have, and we all need it. And uh, and it feels great to be able to go out and do concerts all over, and 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 bring some fun, and have people cut loose and have a good time. Lee, thank you so very much for your time. Great. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll see you in Temecula. We look forward to it. Great. Thank you so right. much, Thank Lee. You. Rock, rock, rock a music boogie. 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 Rock, rock, rock a
<laughs> I'm over here just dancing away. Can you imagine what we're going to be doing on Thursday night? We are going to be dancing and drinking some great wine yes, and visiting means. with some good friends. Yep. And what a wonderful evening. It's we're going to be, be drinking some delicious Weens wines. Mm -hmm. Say that five times fast. Weens wines. Well, not after <laughs> drinking on the bubbles. It's Sunday, you know. It's bubble time. Here. I had to bring Prosecco, didn't I? Yes, you did. But we're going to have such a good time on Thursday. I'm really looking forward to Me that. Me too. And that song we just heard, Rockabilly Boogie, that was our good friend Buzz Campbell on those tasty guitar lakes. Yes. So he and uh, Lee are apparently locked at the hip. Oh, and and uh, Buzz is opening. His band is opening. Buzz, yep, and the Heartaches. Uh, heartaches. Mm -hmm. Buzz Campbell and the Heartaches are going to be opening, so, and then he'll be playing with Lee. So we're going to have a double whammy on Thursday. Uh, Buzz Campbell, you bet. I'm really, really looking forward to that. And we're going to be with our friends Connie and Roger and... Kathy G and Doug. And Doug. And, and Bill and Jeannie. Yes. So uh, did, didn't you love the story about Keith Richards? Oh, isn't that funny? <laughs> it sounds so perfectly Keith. Do you know, years ago, my son absolutely loved Rod Stewart. And there was a nightclub out here that was uh, raffling off a Rod, Rod Stewart jacket. And my son was just a little kid, but we went and bought raffle tickets and then found out that you had to be be there in person to win. And so I took him there that night, and he obviously did not win, but and was very upset. But that night, that jacket got stolen. Whoever I won it. I remember hearing that story. Yeah, yeah. and I thought they're going to be looking for this woman and a small child because <laughs> cause Eric was so upset about not winning that jacket. They're going to probably thought that we stole the jacket. And the woman that won, I remember this so well. Not only did they steal Rod Stewart's jacket, they stole her jacket. Oh, my gosh. But they gave back Rod Stewart's and kept hers. <laughs> Must have been a nice jacket. <laughs> so, Kat, are you ready for some interesting facts about drinks? Okay. Did you know that coffee beans aren't actually beans? You know, I think I heard that a while ago. Go ahead. Tell, tell me. Uh, the name we use for those tiny pods that are ground and brewed into a cup of joe is a misnomer. Coffee beans are actually the seeds found within coffee cherries, a reddish fruit harvested from coffee trees. Interesting. And, of course, I'm sure you knew that herbal tea isn't actually tea. Right. Chamomile, peppermint, those aren't teas. They're... Uh, seltzer water was named after the German town of Selters. And it's true that Germans drink a lot of beer, but they also are... Very fond of seltzer because they uh, there's a town there that has natural uh, carbonated mineral springs, the town of Selters. And so that's where we get the term seltzer, and Germans love it. I love it, too. I drink that all we the time. We drink lots of bubbles. We do, whether it's uh, Prosecco or... Champagne. Champagne. Or mineral water. Or mineral water. Yep. I do drink a lot of those. I probably drink two or three of those non-alcoholic beverages. Drink that water, yes. I do drink a lot of water. Well, oh. we've got another great show here, Tom. Yep, we've been on a roll. And it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We, do, we are such a good team together. 
we are, <clears throat> excuse me, a fabulous team. And I'm just taking a peek at the calendar. Um, well, we have Dustin Jake next week. We have Robert from the Temecula Cookie Company. Mm. And then we have, I believe her name is Stephanie. I'll confirm that. And she's from a, a company called Fly Wine. It's a, a black-owned business. Oh, and it's like right. a um, wine club, except she will send you a little tasting kit. And so you can taste the, you get not even a glass of wine out of each. And so you can say, oh, I really like this one. I don't care for that one so much. And they're sending out a tasting kit on a Monday. So we should have it in time for the show. Oh, that'll be wonderful. And uh, we've got, I got some Sassy Mamas events coming up. Cool. Where? When and where? On the 12th, uh, we got a big, huge one out at the, uh, uh, through our neighbor's mixer. Um, and I will give you more details on that next week. And I also have another one with uh, out at Somerset Winery. Oh, good. And what do you have the date on that? It's at the end uh, end of October, and it's going to be a, uh, a dog adoption. Oh, wonderful! And and dog Halloween costume. That's got to be our friend Sharon Johnson. That's right, Sharon Johnson. So. And then she also has another one in December, so I'll be doing that. And also, Patty Roberts has one coming up. At STAT. At STAT. Save the horses today, or save the animals today. And always have a good time out there with Patty. And we'll probably see our friends uh, Richard and Lisa from Lemon Quest. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Lisa asked me if we were going to go, and... I initially told her no because we had some other plans. Right, and those got canceled. Those got canceled, so I thought, well, I might as well go ahead and do that and help support Patty. So always love to support Patty Roberts whenever we can. Yeah. Well, I want to thank uh, thank you for listening to Cords, Vines, and Dines this week. We are sponsored by Melissa's Produce, melissas.com, and uh, we're going to have one more uh, Lee Rocker song to play us out, and uh, we'll see you well, next Actually, we have two more. Okay, we have two more. That's right. Well, we're going to go with um, Wild Child. With Wild Child, then we're going to have a little message in there from Robert Rankin Walker, and then and then we're going to end with Doghouse, which is that little snip we heard in the beginning. beginning. That's right. So we're going to listen to it in its entirety. Wonderful. See you next Sunday. Thank you. Love you, you, Tom. Love you too. Just out of school and I'm a real, real cool I got the jump, I got the job, I got the message I'm alive, I'm a wild one I'm a wild, wild one I'm gonna keep a shake, I'm gonna keep a moving Baby, don't you cramp my style, I'm a real wild child
Hey folks, this is Robert Rankin Walker here with Quartz Vines and Dines. So excited to be talking to you guys.